10 Unexpected Challenges with Business Blogging. If you visit business websites, you'll see a graveyard of blogs. Business owners and marketers have been starting and stopping blogs for at least 10 years, and probably even longer. They hear about the benefits of blogging, they see other businesses with seemingly successful blogs, and want to give it a try. They don't want to miss out on what the competition is doing. But expectations often outweigh initial benefits. Challenges arise, and these businesses give up. But if you know what to expect in the early days, it can help you persevere and overcome those challenges. Here are some of the biggest challenges you'll run into with business blogging. Number one is SEO, long term. Lots of small businesses think there is some secret to ranking well on Google. These days, there is no secret. It's almost all about brand recognition and reputation. There are seemingly endless indications to Google on what brand is more respected and well-known. And Google is now smart enough to identify those indicators and use them to rank the brands that are most valuable. That being said, blogging certainly helps build your brand recognition and reputation. The more you help people, the more they appreciate it, and the more indication they will give to Google that you should be ranked well. It's a long-term effort. Just like anything in business, there is a very, very rarely anything that comes fast and easy. And if it does come fast and easy, it usually will go just as quick and easy. And that's kind of where a lot of companies have gotten in trouble in the last five to 10 years with SEO. They get easy rankings with some trick and are surprised when Google kind of remedies the situation and those rankings go away. One blog post won't boost your rankings. It takes many posts over a long period of time to bring SEO benefits. Number two is SEO again, long tail versus sales. Another thing about blogging and SEO is that there is the long tail and the sales aspect. If you're a salon, for example, in Minneapolis, you don't necessarily want to write a blog post for the keyword salon in Minneapolis but you might want to identify 100 questions your target customers are asking relating to their hair and publish your answers as blog posts over, say, the first two years. Things like, my hair has become so dry and it tangles no matter how much I put conditioner and braid it. Can't afford to get expensive product. What do I do to soften it? This is an example of a long-tail SEO keyword search. Then over time, you want your brand and your homepage to rank well for sales terms like Salon and Minneapolis as a result of your boosted reputation. Number three, 10x more time. I've mentioned the long term a few times already, but I can't stress, stress it enough. It's going to take time for you to see results from blogging, usually at least 10 times longer than you expect. Look at any successful blog that you admire, and chances are almost 100% that they've been around for five plus years. That's the type of commitment you're looking at. There will be little indicators in the short term, like a comment, a like, that kind of thing, but the larger returns won't come for at least a few years. Number four is external linking. Some people are hung up on external links. The idea is that you don't want to send someone away from your blog once they're there. So why do you add a link? The answer is value. With any piece of content, you're looking to add value to the reader. If you mention something like a video and you feel that it would add value for the person to see it, then link to it. They might leave, but if your post is good, they will finish reading it, and they'll appreciate the fact that you share the video with them. The same goes for sharing articles, linking to other posts, studies, and more. Number five. 
getting no comments. Most blogs don't get comments these days. Social media kind of took away the reason for blog commenting. And even more before social media, most blogs didn't get a lot of comments anyway. But some businesses really want to get comments on their blogs, and they're really hurt when they don't get any. In my decade plus of experience with blogging, though, I will say that you can be offering very valuable content to readers without getting any comments. Most people just like to read. They find value, they feel good, and then they move on. They don't need to leave a comment. And that's how I like to read blogs personally. I don't leave hardly any comments, but I still find all kinds of valuable. And so will your readers, even if they're not commenting. Number six, social sharing letdown. Social media used to be a huge part of blogging. From about 2009 to 2012, sharing a post on Twitter and Facebook could bring quite a few visits. But over time, these networks and others wanted to keep people on their own platform. So they stopped showing any posts on their feeds that contained links. Well, they didn't stop it entirely, but they mostly did. Many people that create blog posts and that share them on social still expect to get lots of clicks, but it just really won't happen. However, there is no reason that you can't post natively on these networks. Take your blog post and republish it on Facebook, for example. You can still provide great value on that network and reach more people. Think of it like TV syndication. You can watch reruns of Friends on a handful of channels. Or think of it like music. You can hear new songs on all kinds of channels from YouTube, Spotify, and many more. Number seven, high bounce rates. Blogs naturally have high bounce rates. People search for an answer to their question on Google. They find a post, they read the post, they get their answer, and they're satisfied. They move on with their lives. If you're the blog post they found, they likely read the post and left. And that technically is a bounce, but it doesn't mean that they didn't get value. You can try to improve the bounce rate by suggesting other content. You can try to get them to visit your homepage. You can try to get them to sign up for something, but even if you do all that and do amazing at it, you'll still have a high bounce rate, and it can discourage you. My suggestion is not to worry about it too much. Keep focusing on providing the best answers you can. Number eight, zero percent conversion. Some business leaders really want to track conversions from their blog posts. They want to see someone read a blog post and then buy something as the next step on their website. That would be like you sitting on the couch, watching an NBA game, seeing a commercial for Ritz crackers, you getting off the couch, going to the store, and buying Ritz crackers. It doesn't happen like that very often, if ever. Blog readers aren't in buying mode, but if you help enough blog readers, Google will notice. They will start ranking for your sales terms that we talked about earlier, and those will lead to conversions. And the people that you do help will also remember and when they are in buying mode, they will remember to search for your brand name. Number nine, low email signups. Email is a key component of blogging. People read your content, they get value. They want to make sure they don't miss future posts. That's where email comes in. It's good to offer email and send out regular messages with new content. Just like with YouTube and podcasting, people will sign up and subscribe. But don't overestimate the number of subscribers you will get. Many, many more people will consume your content and not subscribe than those that will subscribe. You're better off not getting too pushy with it and just presenting the content as best as possible for the reader. 
That means no pop-ups. And Google doesn't really like those pop-ups anyway in terms of trusting your brand. Number 10, long posts with little rankings. There has been a big push in the last few years for blog posts that are over 2,000 words. Yes, many posts that are over 2,000 words are valuable. But many businesses are following this rule as if it's a holy grail. And again, they're looking for some type of SEO secret. It really starts with the type of question your target audience is asking and what the answer requires. If you're a dentist, for example, and someone asks when they should bring their toddler in for a checkup, you probably don't need a 2,000-word answer. Writing posts with 2,000 words won't necessarily lead to great rankings. If you think that it will, it can lead to a big letdown, especially early on. Blogging is a great opportunity for businesses, but many will start and stop within a year. I've seen it happen for at least the last 10 years. The challenges here are things that will certainly come up. If you know about them now, though, you can prepare and position yourself for long-term success while others will try and fail.